downloading UW Alumni Voices. I'm your host, Josh Van Camp, and today we speak with Aaron Yeek. Aaron's an author, speaker, and small business owner. In early 2020, he decided to create a gaming app called Real Rose. So Aaron gives us insight into what it takes to create an app and why. Podcast starts now. Aaron, you're an author, speaker, you've worked in F1, you've started your own business. So, but in early 2020, you created the gaming app Real Rose. Can you share how and why you created this app? Yeah, it's great to be here, Josh. Uh, and thanks for yeah, allowing me to share, share the story and share the story of Real Rose and how it came to be. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a bumpy old year, 2020, for, for so many people and I guess especially anyone in, in small business and and for myself, as you mentioned, I, I own an F45 studio, so a fitness studio, and we had to, like a lot of businesses and, and gyms around the country and around the world, we had to close down earlier in the year, um, around March, sort of in support of you know, what the government was trying to do with social distancing, and we're totally on board with that and happy to do that, but suddenly found ourselves in a position where, I guess, uh, there was a lot of people in our community that were feeling a little bit lost, didn't really know was going to happen and uh, myself and a fellow f45 owner here in perth put our heads together and just thought about you know how can we support our community in terms of our members uh the people right in front of us that were very much directly affected we between us we have a lot of uh you know nurses and uh, teachers and members who are very much directly on the front line of what was going on and then still going on uh, and then the you know the wider community and, and globally uh and you know, we, came, we threw around all sorts of different ideas and, and we're both sort of, uh, I guess, gym people that like tech as well. We're kind of into our shiny techie gadgets. So we thought, you know, what if we create a game that's, you know, in tribute to all the frontline workers and the real heroes? So that's where the name Real Rose comes from. It's a bit of a play on the name Real Heroes. Uh, and it's just our way to sort of, I guess, one, pay tribute to those frontline uh, heroes. So. There's a, there's a nurse, there's a scientist, there's a police officer in the game and you get to run around and be those characters taking on uh, the virus and different baddies around the world, saving the world as, as a character. But I guess also highlight uh, the work that people in these professions do and hopefully inspire other people to go on and, and consider it, you know, one of these real hero professions. Uh, and it was also just a way to, I guess, keep boredom at bay for people who, who had to stay home when, you know, when they weren't doing their at-home workouts. So... Yeah, it's been a fun little adventure, not, not, a, not a software developer or, or app developer by any means, so steep learning curve, but um, yeah, we got there and it's been well received, so it's been so, exciting. Yeah, so what was the, when you, you and your, uh, I guess, business partner in this decided, all right, well, let's create an app, what was the next step from there? <laughs> I guess... I guess like it's like what a lot of people do in, in this model. You jump on Google and you, and you find, out, <laughs> find out what's involved, how to do it. You jump in a little bit ignorant and blind to it all, I guess. And then we just, uh, I guess, upskilled in terms of what we need to know, what, what the steps are involved and who you need to speak to, reach out to different um, experts in the area. And, and I and uh, a while ago, sort of uh, right back to my UWA days, I sort of dabbled a little bit with you know trying to build... Um, things like that which which i think nowadays is probably more accessible so yeah that was, that was kind of step one and then just, just kind of snowballs is there an end goal in regards to the app like you know like what, what are the next steps for you yeah i think the vision would be to i kind of have this picture in my head of you know little johnny a little sarah saying to mum i you know i want to be a real row so instead of uh you know i want to be superman or spider-man or 
or Batman when I grow up, you know, growing up to be someone who gives, uh, you know, a role of service, I guess, service back to the community. And, you know, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to picture now, but if you think back to even early this year when we were fighting the, the fires and, you know, our real, real heroes were the firefighters like, mm-hmm. the world away. So, you know, it inspired people to, to either think about those sorts of professions or to, I guess, really acknowledge uh, the work that, everyone in these roles do um, and to, you know, just to, I guess, comp- continue to build out the, the game in, in a fun way. It's meant to be quite light fun and, you know, continue adding characters if we can. Is it also one of those things where maybe not a natural, another natural disaster will occur and you will leverage that to help raise awareness of these real roads? Yeah, I think so. And, and part of what, uh, we wanted to do as well was give back a little bit as well. So identify some associations tied up with uh, these different professions like nursing association, for example, and, you know, donate some actual tangible support. So donate some of the the in-app revenue uh, to support these causes and and the people out there. So I think it's kind of twofold in that it's nice to bring awareness, but then it's also nice to do something tangible as well. Are you able to share in regards to the revenue because you've invested, you know, a lot of your own money into the development of this? It's still it's still early days, so there's not there's not a lot to uh, there's not a lot to report on that front. <laughs> it's an, one of the interesting learnings was the different strategies around business models with apps themselves. Uh, the strategy we've gone is is the free download. Uh, obviously, there's apps out there that you might pay to play, but we went mm. the free and then the in-app purchase, uh, you know, things like purchasing coins and things like that is how uh, we would generate some revenue. So we never, never really went into it thinking um, going to monetize big dollars. It was more, let's do something that's going to support the community and, and a bit of fun and uh, be able to call ourselves app developers at some point <laughs> would, you, would you you know you don't consider yourself an app developer but would you consider yourself a bit of a philanthropist uh yeah it's like i don't know i'm not i guess i'm not huge on on the label but i like to think that uh through you know through business and through entrepreneurship there's an ability to create some real sustainable change and impact mm-hmm. in people's lives and uh you know innovation does that and, and different ideas and just bring good people together. So I like to think that uh, it's just areas that I enjoy sort of bring people together for common cause and um, trying to, you know, try to do some good and have some fun along the way. What's the biggest thing you learned in regards to de- developing an app? Is there things where you look back at the start going, oh, I wish I knew that sooner? Uh, yeah, it's like, it's a lot of jargon. There's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of words, a lot of acronyms. Uh, it's almost like learning a whole new language. And uh, yeah, early on speaking to some of the tech heads who, you know, are really hardcore into the coding and things like that. It's, um, yeah, it's interesting. But I, but I think with, um, yeah, you know, like I said, the, the way the world is now, there's you know, so much information that you can access and, and people are pretty open to sharing lots of ideas. And especially if you sort of, rallying around a, a common cause and a good good cause and yeah what advice would you give to someone who's listening to this going oh i've always wanted to develop my own app what would you say to them have a go i think uh it's it's a bit of fun uh i think it's it, you know also be mindful that uh there's a lot of moving parts to it so one is 
making the app itself then there's the getting it onto the different platforms whatever platforms you choose and there's the whole marketing side to it uh and you know end of the day making something that people enjoy and want to mm-hmm. want to download and that is is important as well so yeah there's many facets to it so i don't think it's a case of just make it and that's it like it's just there uh, i think yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to it but you know i think if, it, if it's something you're really interested in then, then why not like, have a go and it's tell your friends and family to go and download I love it. Now, like many small businesses, you had to close your F45 training studio due to COVID-19. What impact did closing the business have on you, not only financially, but mentally? Yeah, it was was a tough period. Uh, I guess like so many, probably as a business owner, probably the toughest period I've ever faced in in, my lifetime. And certainly the world, you know, it's been a while since we've seen a, a pandemic. And I think it's probably... If I reflect back, the uncertainty is probably the scariest bit. You know, when as we were closing down, we were, you know, and even to some degree now, so much of what the world's facing, we didn't really know what was coming next. You know, so that hey, there was a different announcement, and you know, the virus itself, we didn't really know how it was evolving. Uh, so I think uncertainty in, in life and business is probably one of the scariest things. And you know, you can if you kind of know what's coming, you can kind of plan, but if you don't know, then that's really hard. And I think that that really took a bit of a mental strain, I think on, you know, not just myself, but, you know, friends and family around members and obviously our team, uh, you know, as we, as we had to close, uh, the announcements came quite quick as well. Uh, we decided, yeah, we better you know, hustle along, get, get on board this and shift to an online model. And the morning that we were closing, I got up in front of our members and, updated them, which we'd been doing in the lead up to, but just to give them the final, not final, but I guess the next chapter, you know, we're about to switch to an online and mm-hmm. um, I actually broke down in tears in front of everyone, uh, which is, I can't, I can't remember the last time I cried. And I definitely can't remember the last time I cried in front of such a public audience. Uh, so that was a complete mess. So that was 5am in the morning, uh, trying to tell people to do a good workout while I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> Took myself out the back, collected myself. The next next few classes of the morning were a little bit better, less tears, had, had a little bit more collected. But yeah, certainly the mental state was tough. I was I was really mindful of our team and our members as well going into that stretch. A lot of people, uh, you know, living in isolation, uh, not really having much connection mm. at all. So trying to provide a, a community through that time was really important for us. Um, and then yeah, obviously a financial impact to so many. We, we took a bit of a hit, closed it down, but I think, uh, you know, what shone through was our community uh, in terms of like just wanting to support each other, which was, yeah. Well, awesome. well, I think with you breaking down in tears just shows you how much you care not only for the business, but for the people that are part, because you've created a community. But due to COVID-19, what, what opportunities did it present your business? Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, definitely like the coming together, the community and the team. I think if you go through something like that together, you, you form bonds and you become a bit tighter, I think. And and certainly that shone through. And those people just jumping in um, really just to support each other in, in, in any way. And, you know, an example of that was we had um, quite a few members that had to do homeschooling with their kids. All of a sudden it was just tossed on them and, I didn't really know what to do and it was kind of chaos. So a few of our other members who are school teachers said, we'll run a session on how to do homeschooling. So they ran a 
and a Zoom session as you do and, and tried to help the other parents and you know, that was helpful. And then we had awesome. you know, things like online quiz nights and things like that. So I think, I think that was really powerful. And then, uh, you know, I think it also helps uh, or, or going through something like that has sort of helped to, I guess, sharpen the focus in terms of, you know, how, how do we run the business? Are we using the best systems, the best processes that are and come out with a fresh approach, I guess. Would you talk to any of the other F45 owners and find out what they're doing or were you kind of like, no, I want to keep this idea to myself? Yeah, that was, so when I talk about people banding together, certainly extended to, to other owners and just other businesses in general. So there was a lot of, I guess, coming together in that sense. So a lot of, um, like <laughs> what people do now, a lot of Zoom meetings, mm. catching up, sharing different ideas, sharing uh, the pulse of what's going on, what's working, what's not working. So I ended up on uh, a few different advisory groups within the network, uh, bouncing ideas, which was good, bouncing ideas off other other business owners in, in the networks that I have. And yeah, there was there was no real sort of you and me, it was, it was we, it was us. And I found that even suppliers and banks that you're talking to everyone would sort of genuinely ask how you're doing so that's awesome i'd like to think that could continue indefinitely be a nice legacy out of all this now the wellness economy which is what you're involved in i didn't want to do my research it's a 4.5 trillion dollar global economy it's being transformed before our eyes due to covid19 is uh how we go to the gym going to be changed forever yeah it's, it's definitely an industry that had been growing anyway and it's probably only going to accelerate i think there's a real appreciation for health is what i'm starting to see i think you know maybe maybe in the past you know days gone by when when you and i were whippersnappers learning our craft you know fitness was was a mechanism towards good health uh and then i think along the way maybe we we derailed a little bit and i think the latest happenings of this year has sort of brought it back together i think the appreciation for sustained health and and the role that fitness plays in that is is really good and uh, I think people stand to to value that, uh, and then I think what I've seen the evolution. I think um, the events of this year have really helped as well as just the way technology plays into it and innovation. I think fitness has always been pretty good at innovating, but I think the real push with technology this year in particular, I think, is only going to be a good thing and just make it more accessible. I think that's been one of the real positives over the years and and accelerated this year's just more accessible for more people, which is great. And what have you learned mostly about yourself during this period? Uh, I think <laughs> resilience is, is tough, but uh, I think if you put your mind to it, you can stand up and, and be a bit of a leader around the people you need to. Uh, I've definitely learned that I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. You just have to kind of dust off and, and keep going. That's really all you can do. And, and also I think, uh, you know, the impact that you can make on people's lives, uh, sometimes, you know, either as a business leader uh, or, as, or in, in our industry of fitness, it's not immediately obvious, but people uh, do, you know, do appreciate it, which is um, yeah, really satisfying. I think it's what keeps it going. And when you started your business, I can't imagine you were probably even too worried about making an impact. It was more about making a dollar, making, you know, a future for yourself, I could gather. Yeah, I guess it was a combination. It was a combination of sort of let's learn and apply some stuff, you know, sort of having done commerce at UWA and, and you learn a lot of 
great uh, foundational things and you want to go out and apply them and, and make an impact in that way and and you want to um, yeah create a, a bit of a financial platform along the way and, and you know that uh, you know going to the gym and working out and being healthy is is good but I think the the deep impact really probably didn't hit me until six months 12 months into it when some of the stories started to flow back about how people's lives have been changed and uh, like really quite dramatically and what it's allowed them to do that I it's sort of the cogs started to click in the head well actually there's there's more to this and there's um yeah the real ability to make a real change so that's exciting that's huge now before i let you go what are your top five tips you'd give to people running their small business in 2020 yeah, I don't, don't know if I'm the one that should be giving out tips, but if I guess reflect on even just my own journey, I think, you know, keep going would be, you know, my top thing, I guess. Uh, like I said, you, you may not ever know the impact that you're making uh, for people. And, and as a small business owner, you know, you, probably, you might be employing some people, you might be putting a product or service out there into the market that people really need at this time. So just keep going. I know it's hard, it can be hard. So definitely that resilience, I think. You know, uh, like me, try and swallow the ego and reach out to your network and don't be afraid to um, ask for help. And you know, it's great having such a massive network with UWA. There's always people that you can find in the corner that you can go and tap on and uh, people just happy to share and um, support. So de yeah, definitely do that. Uh, I think like we sort of reflected on, I think taking care of your wellness is important as well. I think there were certainly times for this year where I didn't. And you know that's sort of impacted mm. my own mental health, my own physical health, and then my ability to impact other people. So I think you know, that's that's been a learning for me, I guess. Um, and then you know, if you're one of the fortunate or not fortunate ones through this year, there's businesses that have uh, really flourished through this, and there's businesses that haven't. I guess either way, there's you know this will pass the time that if you if you are one of those ones that are struggling, maybe the industry that's really been whacked then in the past. But if you're one of the ones that they're lucky and it's flourishing, I guess just think of the others and reach out if you can, because you know, paying it forward is always a good thing and um, they'll come back in, in spades, I think. So, yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, that's all the time we got, Aaron. But if people want to find out more about you or Real Rose, where's the best place to visit? Uh, you can look up the game and on all the channels. So just look up Real Rose uh, on Facebook or Real Rose on Instagram, all the fun little characters there. Uh, if you want to get some burpees in and, and you're around the Belmont area, then just look up F45 Training Belmont. Same thing on uh, Instagram or Facebook. I'll, I'm kicking around on both of those. So uh, come down and say hi. We'll throw a socially distanced, appropriate uh, high five at you.